0: Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21.
1: A very special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Cabot Creamery.
0: It's a fucking PB&J, What are you talking about? (laughs) Well, you've never seen a fucking peanut butter jelly sandwich.
1: Peanut butter and jelly.
0: Grilled cheese.
1: Pastrami.
0: Tuna salad. The Sandwich
1: Universe. Welcome back to The Sandwich Universe, a place where sandwiches are everything.
0: And everything is a sandwich.
1: It is. And I'm Molly Boz. I'm a professional chef and cookbook author uh, with a deep love of sandwiches. And I'm joined here with my good friend, Declan Bond.
0: Hi, everyone. I'm a professional eater of Uh, sandwiches among other things and that's my claim to fame
1: plus he has a baller palette
0: plus i have a baller palette according to molly
1: he really does and we are here because we are on a mission to uncover all there is to know about 10 iconic american deli sandwiches but today we have a very special episode It's going to be a difficult one, but we will get through it and you will see why.
0: It's going to be trying.
1: It's going to be hard, honestly. It's going to be trying. I'm a little nervous, (laughs) but introducing the PB&J. From uh, Wikipedia, of course, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich consists of peanut butter and fruit preserves, jelly or jam spread on bread. The sandwich may be open face, made of a single slice of bread folded over, or made between two slices of bread.
0: A single, wow, I don't a know single, about the open well, face. definitely not an open face. We can establish right now a sandwich has to be closed faced. That's just the definition.
1: So there can be a fold, but yeah. there has to be bread on top and bottom. Like in a
0: baguette. Yeah. I also just don't know about folding a single slice over in half. I feel like. I've definitely Even it's done it, dude. Come on, correct. like a like <laughs> okay, a, okay, a slice of fine. of
1: whole wheat squish bread. Just kind of be like, slop on some PB and J, slap it in half, shove it down <laughs> the gall. Like it's just you don't overthink the PB and J sometimes.
0: Okay, fair. I think the big question. So for everybody listening, uh, I am a savory person. I like savory foods. Uh, the PB&J is a weird outlier sandwich that uh, I feel like in my head, it's like this weird nostalgic thing for, uh, you know, kind of like elementary school days. And in I your lunchbox, yeah, it's like in like, the
1: Ziploc baggie smushed in your lunchbox. I feel like that's how you perceive the PB&J.
0: Yeah, but I never had that lunchbox like that was not my PB&J or that was not my sandwich experience.
1: You saw it from afar and you were like, I don't fuck with I that. I saw it from
0: afar. <laughs> and then like and then it it turned into a kind of weird thing at some point when I experienced it's like a a sandwich like aberration that came in this little like cellophane pat like pouch that was like a peanut butter and jelly dumpling with like smushy <laughs> white bread pre-made and I feel like ever since then
1: you're scarred uh,
0: and even before I've been traumatized and I I don't I don't ever make PB&Js
1: Declan hates a pb and I'm just going to come right out and say it. <laughs> He's been dreading this episode for weeks. He's mm. like, how am I going to do this episode? And I've told him, it's okay. Like, you don't have to love a PB&J. We can still talk about it. And maybe, just maybe, we can get to a place where there's a version of a PB&J that you can handle and that your palate will find agreeable. And that would be the ultimate goal of this that,
0: I think that's, I think that's, and just so you know, you and listeners, I have resolved to find that PB&J. I'm not going to be a sick in the mud. I'm ready to come along. I'm good. We're going to have to make some, you know, some concessions. We're gonna have to change things up a bit for sure. But uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to just outright reject it. I want to find the solution.
1: I love that. An open mind. So my relationship to a PB&J is a different one from Declan's. I like a PB&J. I don't love a PB&J. Like, it's not the first thing that I reach for when I want to make a sandwich, but I can totally appreciate it. And there's a time and a place for it. The last time that I had a PB&J was on a hike with my brother during COVID. We it was one of the, you know, one of the things that we could actually do in COVID safely together when we weren't living together was go on hikes and he made us PB and J's and it was smushy and it was sloppy, but it was also kind of perfect. And so I think that like many people, I appreciate a good PB and J in the right context on the top of a mountain.
0: Yeah. I will, I will say PB and J of all the sandwiches is maybe the most, uh, but definitely a very transportable, uh, like, eat, eatable-friendly um, sandwich that, you know, you can take anywhere and you're not too worried about, you know, it getting smushed or it getting, you know.
1: Yeah, like, it's very nature is, like, I'm kind of smushed.
0: Yeah, Like, out the gate Well, which is why I feel like it, it kind of has never been that inspiring, a sandwich, just because it – it's just like it's
1: the anti-BLT, is what you're saying. It's
0: it's no texture. It's just like a glob. Yeah. Um, I guess also uh, in preparing for this podcast this is one of the podcasts I actually prepared for because I was uh, thinking a lot about PB and J's, and I had resolved with my open mind to to find a great one. I learned that it was a wartime ration uh, thing in World War II. Uh, Because peanut butter is very protein rich. Uh, Jelly was like fresh on the scene in mass quantities. And so it was a World War II ration uh, to serve serve the troops uh, PB&Js. Which is, I think, then cascaded into it becoming like an American iconic sandwich because GIs came back. They were craving their PB&Js.
1: What else can we find on the PB&J?
0: Okay. I I just found one, uh, which is the most expensive PB&J in the whole world costs $350. Honestly, uh,
1: thought it would have been more expensive than that. What's on the sandwich?
0: You thought it would be more expensive? $350. That's an expensive sandwich, no matter <laughs> what sandwich it is. I
1: guess that's a ridiculous amount of money to pay for a PB&J. Where, where was it?
0: That's several meals. Uh, it's from a restaurant in Chicago called The West Loop. It comes on, let's see, um, it comes on gold leaf bread, edible Knew gold it. leaf bread. Uh, it features uh, the most expensive jelly in the world, which is called Maison Dutrie Red Currant Jam, uh, which apparently is de-seeded by hand. Each oh, little sake. berry is de-seeded really by necessary. hand. Is that really necessary? <laughs> I mean, you're making jam after all. Um, yeah. With, and this is important, goose quills. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the fuck? Sorry. So a goose quill goes into the current, plucks out the seed, discards it? That's right. Okay. I mean, <laughs> this seems unnecessary. I mean, what to eat, but like not paying $300 for it. I think you're right. 300 is just a, a, a scotch too much for a <laughs> Okay. So the average American will have eaten more than 2,000 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches before graduating from high school. You are not the average. <laughs>
0: no, How many do average. you think you ate before
1: graduating high school?
0: Well, I probably ate six. But mm-hmm. I think the average... The actual question is how many do they eat after graduating? Is it like they go to like 2020 or 2050 or do they just keep eating high qu- high velocity? I think it really uh, depends PB&Js. like who you
1: are. You know? <laughs> like my brother okay. has probably had maybe 3000 since high school, but I think in the case of someone like you, not so many.
0: The largest PB&J that was ever made was in what state do you think, Molly? Wisconsin. It was Texas. Uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know why I just like felt so strongly about that. I was like, "There's no question in my mind. It happened in Wisconsin."
0: And how many pounds? Three
1: hundred and forty-nine.
0: One thousand three hundred and forty-two <gasps> pounds of PB and J.
1: That is too much PB and J.
0: A dedicated crew constructed the PB and J with rakes. Hose and garden trowels <laughs> to spread the peanut butter jelly
1: <laughs> amazing get into it
0: all right i think i think the internet has told us what it has to tell
1: uh, <laughs> nothing more there. i think it's
0: nothing more to see here uh let's take some calls or some questions rather from the people
1: right after this break A very special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Cabot Creamery, which is made up of a co-op of New England and New York dairy farmers and makes some of the great cheddar cheese of our generation.
0: For our first question, from at 13 wada,
1: <laughs> I am wondering what the most underrated jam or jelly is on a PB&J sandwich. Thank you so much. Mm. Well, we did spend a weekend making PB&Js recently because we did In anticipation of this episode and Declan knowing Otherwise how hard I would have
0: would no be. I'd have nothing to say. I'd be like you the just, most underrated, I don't know.
1: <laughs> they're all overrated is what
0: you would say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Okay, do you want to um, tell them what we landed on cuz I felt like we kind of had a revelatory PB&J even though of course you would probably never make it again for yourself, but all things considered, we did hone in on one kind of jam that was pretty fire.
0: Yes. I I think that the cherry preserve jam, whatever, jam preserve stuff, was a big unlock. Yeah. It it definitely paved the way for an open mind.
1: That's why we're here today, honestly. It's <laughs> the only reason he showed up today. Um, cherry preserve. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Something about cherries, like they're just like deep and rich. And I feel like compared to the grape jelly that you typically get, Or Uh, strawberry. It just had a lot more more body and acidity. I felt like there was more acidity.
1: It wasn't just like one note sweetness, which is what you kind of like strawberry jam for me is dessert. Like there's nothing but sweetness happening in strawberry jams. There's barely any acidity in it. And so one thing that we do talk about a lot, Declan and I, when it comes to sandwiches, is acidity is so important in sandwich construction. Um, because there's oftentimes so much fat in a sandwich, and especially in a PB&J, because peanut butter is fatty as fuck. And so a jam that introduces some acidity yep. can move mountains. Yep. And we yep. feel like the cherry jam can do that.
0: I do think it's worth probably broaching the subject of J being either jam or jelly. And if we have a perspective on that, I mean, jelly is is a funny thing. Like, I just don't know when... I've even had jelly in my fridge.
1: Okay, so let's lay out the differences. Jelly is a translucent, clear, fruitless preserve, I guess. Fruitless condiment made of fruit, but where all of the actual the bits, uh, substance of the fruit is gone and just the essence is there. hmm and then jam is a similar condiment, but it has...
0: It's it's not translucent, and it's got the bits.
1: <laughs> it's opaque, it has the bits, it has a little bit of texture, a little bit of body, and, in my opinion, is superior. Is
0: the superior, Jay. Like,
1: what the hell is jelly, if we're being honest? <laughs> Who cares? Uh... Okay, so that's the jelly jam combo. Should we take another one? Um... Okay, next up, this one's coming in from at Yes she Can, but it's actually spelled Yes She Con, like the Con Film Festival. Very fun. My question is about the holy grail of peanut butters. So, are you going creamy or crunchy? And then on top of that, are you going for the skippies and gifs of the world or the fancy, have to be refrigerated, super oily, uh, healthier, non saturated fat versions of peanut butter? It's Jiff for me all the way. Like, I don't need any of that natural stuff on my PB&J. Sorry. Uh,
0: as far as crunchy, and I, I don't really have a strong perspective on Jiffy, because I don't really... I haven't had much of that. But I will say that crunchy is is not under question. Uh, it, it ought to be... Yeah, I it, mean, it reign supreme. It ought to be crunchy.
1: It has to be crunchy.
0: It must be crunchy. Um, I think... <laughs> I think I'd go so far as to say should peanuts be added to crunchy peanut butter in order to Hell, increase yeah, crunch they levels? Should. <laughs> We've done it before. Because there's not there's not that much crunch in crunchy peanut butter. Like we and and a PB&J is the most textureless glob sandwich. So, <laughs> let's we got to do everything we can to texture it up
1: yes I have been known to reinforce my crunchy peanut butter with additional (laughs) roasted salted peanuts.
0: reinforcements
1: (laughs) and it's magic so I feel like that's a hot tip honestly you're gonna make a PB&J it's not that hard to have peanuts roasted salted peanuts lying around chop a couple up stir them right into your already crunchy peanut butter and like now we have some dynamism in our sandwich yeah all right that's the tea on that.
0: And OK, so this one comes to us from at hang with friends. What is the weirdest thing you've added to a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and loved?
1: I feel like I've heard people talk about pickles, not saying that I would necessarily do it, but I've heard people talk about spicing them up with pickles. But last weekend, we made some PB&Js because we tried to convince you of the merits of a P- PB&J and maybe like minorly successful what was the ingredient that we ended up putting in, which is like maybe kind of obvious, but kind of was like the ultimate level up.
0: Bacon was the secret. It was. Um, and why well, is that? Well, so bacon's kind of an obvious candidate because everything just like demands bacon uh, when you're like asking yourself a question uh, about sandwiches. But I think also there's a textural element, like it gets really, you know, crunchy and and that helps. Um I think the savory part, like, actually works out because it's it's so aggressively salty that the jam can can actually balance it. Like
1: the jam can hang.
0: Salty peanut butter is not that salty, and so a PB and J ends up just tasting like. A, a, a kind of sad pastry.
1: Declan once called it the the poor man's jelly donut, to which I replied, <laughs> I think it's the rich man's jelly donut because I think that a PB&J costs more than jelly donut. But okay, he thinks it's a pastry is kind of the bottom line.
0: It feels like a pastry.
1: It is kind of pastry-esque.
0: All this is honestly making me think about a savory PB&J that has no sweet jam in it. And it's just like fermented chili pepper jam, bacon and salty reinforced peanut butter crunchy.
1: Yes, it honestly makes a lot of sense because a lot of cultures skew their like sauces and dressings and things in a sort of like savory manner when it comes to peanut butter, but also it has to have some kind of a sweet element. It's in the name. Like you can't just do that. You're not authorized. <laughs> There's got to be, you have to, I don't care what it is, but I'm just going to say if you want to go in the savory direction, and I don't care how much jam you want to put on your sandwich, you want to put just a teaspoon, fine. It has to be present.
0: Okay. We're keeping an open mind. It's
1: part of the identity of the PB&J.
0: Let's take another, let's take another call.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's table that for now.
0: Hey Molly, my name is Bobby and I am a diehard fan of the extremely crunchy PB&J. Basically, I'm looking to have a handful of peanuts in my mouth with every bite of the sandwich. I'm interested to hear your thoughts and how I could still get that crunch factor, but with the volume of the sandwich turned up. Is there a different nut I could add to creamy peanut butter? Or would a different jam maybe spark it up? I know you'll have the right answer.
1: God, no pressure, Bobby. Bobby.
0: Well, you're, you're off to a good start there by just being a patron of the, the uber crunchy sandwich.
1: We talked about adding peanuts, you know, more peanuts back in. But I do think it's an interesting question. Like, what if you were to take creamy peanut butter and add something different to it for, to, for texture so that we're like introducing a new flavor here? Mm-hmm. Like, for loving bacon on a sandwich so much, like, why not stir some <laughs> bacon bits into the peanut butter?
0: That's kind of epic.
1: Or what if we finally chop Celery and stir the celery into the peanut butter.
0: No. I feel that. Really?
1: You don't feel that?
0: I don't really feel that. Because like, I think feel like, about, really like really finely chopped celery is. It, like, loses the thing that celery is so good at, which is giving you, like, that really big crunch. Nah, dog.
1: Nah. No. So, (laughs) it's a dice. It's a small dice on the celery. I'm thinking, like, the size of a celery dice that you might stir into tuna salad, but stir it into peanut butter. Mm. I've never been more clear on anything in my life, honestly. Like, don't (laughs) even come at me right now. We're doing this. Okay. So, I feel like that could be fun. I
0: feel like spiced nuts is coming to mind like you get like you know like curried cashews or spiced almonds (laughs) or you know like these kinds of things that happen in the world
1: Mamma mia Um, that sounds good right
0: that could be good
1: so let's stick to peanuts because it's peanut butter it's peanut butter we want to be peanut butter we want to be peanutty yeah i once had a bowl of peanuts at a bar in mexico city that was fucking mind-blowing they were deeply roasty toasty and there was like lots of f- little fried garlic slices or slivers mm. in there and tons of chilies there was like whole chilies and then also like blitzed up ground chilies and the whole and it was very salty and the whole thing was just like flavor bomb territory and so I'm thinking... Why don't we take our peanuts in a very decidedly savory, spicy, kind of garlicky direction and then fold that through the peanut butter to tip things a little bit in your favor deck? I love it. And then I'm not sure what the jam is that's going to pair well with that, but uh, we'll figure that out. I'm not worried about it. Here's one from at Blacklar. Favorite cheese for your PB&J? Mine is f- <laughs> mine is feta.
0: <laughs>
1: like, yeah, you love
0: this. <laughs> wow, I am into this. No, you so guys. No, thank you for writing the. This, this Honestly, ain't no grilled thank cheese. You For writing this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my I'm god, I literally cannot. This. With I think this. Uh, it's just like. I think Fred is a it's great. It's not the spirit this of this. A few to be honest. <laughs> Are we gonna have a fork in the road and have to go our separate ways, Molly?
1: Perhaps we may. So what you're gonna go put. i are gonna to make, make spice nuts and put feta in your PB and J now?
0: <laughs> I'm no one's gonna trust nuts, you ever. Feta and and mint jelly or uh preserved uh fermented chili Jesus jam PB and J. Oh my
1: god. Okay. That's for you and at Black R to enjoy. Can't wait. Here's one from at Juan Thaley. Best bread, ideally toasted, but it melts the PB too much. We gotta talk about bread.
0: We gotta talk about bread. Um, I feel like the tradition is obviously something squishy, whether it's uh you know whole wheat or uh or white bread that's just so what that one dip. For
1: me it's like it's the whole wheat that has like the like very wan untoasted oats stuck to the crust Do you know what I'm talking about
0: <laughs> That feels <laughs> iconic God, that stuff to is, me That is that is yeah that is definitely iconic Um it's it's like the it's like the bread it's like the bread that uh a kind of uh, a health conscious parent in the 1940s would have like reached totally. for it. No, maybe the 1980s. <laughs> yeah. Maybe
1: the eighties or nineties when we were around. Um, yeah. I think we should figure out how to level up the bread. Like I, I'm pretty sure we can all agree that squish bread is maybe it, it works. It's fine, but it's maybe not optimal for a sandwich that's already squishy. So where do we want to go with this? And well, can just, I just say, one
0: quick, yeah. Go no,
1: ahead. don't even bring up sesame sourdough right now. It just we <laughs> can't. I know you're going to. I
0: was actually going the other way. I was going to say, you know, if we're reinforcing the peanut butter and we're potentially adding bacon and potentially feta, although we're not actually oh adding feta, God. but um, you know, I feel like maybe is it possible that the bread should actually be contributing to the squishiness and You know, is that actually a good thing? I don't know.
1: No, I don't think so. I still think that at the very least, even if we take a generally squishy bread, it should be toasted. I agree with this person that toasting it provides some kind of barrier for which against which the jelly cannot seep through and totally sog things out. Although I will say I don't care for a warm PB&J, and so my ideal is a toasted bread. like Even if it's a squish bread or a soft kind of sweet bread similar to a Wonder Bread, it is toasted, then cooled, and then assembled.
0: Okay, so toasted bread, but not too toasted. Toasted, but cooled. But cooled. Okay, there you go.
1: I don't know why I want to try brioche, even though I know that that's maybe working against the odds with you because it's naturally sweet. But for some reason, that feels like the kind of like way the next step to a squish bread. is sort of like the elevated squish bread. If we're going to elevate everything else, we might as well all boats rise with the tide.
0: Yeah, I actually, I, weirdly, I'm 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 okay with with brioche. I don't
1: know why it's speaking to me. I. I'm worried that you're going to find it too sweet, but I also feel like we're taking measures against that, and yeah. it just kind of feels right.
0: It feels it feels okay. I'm okay with that.
1: Okay. Agreed. Should we move into what's the sandwich we want to make here?
0: Yeah, I think I'm ready. I have a, I have a vision.
1: From the outside in.
0: From the outside in. We just talked brioche. I'm on board.
1: We're toasting it. I think we're broiling it, and we are toasting it on both sides. Both sides, so really?
0: I was thinking one side.
1: No, no. We're toasting both sides. The <laughs> okay, PB&J fine. needs some help in the texture to it. Okay, you're right, like, you're right, you're right. Trust me on that. Um, and I like I liked the idea of broiling it because uh, throwing it in like a 400-degree oven, it will take a lot longer for it to toast and it will become like harder and drier. And I'm not trying to take away the integrity of that bread.
0: Yeah, we don't want like a breadstick. Um, no. I think it should be decently thick to a good half inch. yeah. Yeah,
1: I want a PB and J. I want to make a PB and J that is a meal. Yeah, because I feel like oftentimes it's sort of like a snacky, or like you have to eat a Granny Smith apple and a cheat and a like a string cheese on the side in order to have a full meal. Let's make ours a meal.
0: <laughs>
1: We're gonna take already crunchy peanut butter, and then we are going to add in some roasted chili and garlic, roasted spiced. Blistered
0: peanuts. peanuts oh,
1: blistered. They have to
0: be blistered. Roasted is one thing. It's like, yeah, you throw them in the oven, whatever. Blistered yeah, is I like when really... I want them borderline they really, burnt. They just start yes. to develop this like really, uh, this aggressive crunch.
1: Yes. I'm so into that and the deeply roasty, toasty flavor. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take them really far in the oven. So that's for sure. We'll stir that into the peanut butter. Are we adding bacon? I vote yes.
0: I vote yes. Okay, okay, it's solved. That uh, seems
1: easy. And then the jam department. I feel like if we both love cherry jam and we've had at least one good experience with cherry jam with regards to a PB&J, we better stick with that if we're trying to convince you of the merits of a PB&J.
0: Yeah. I think barring uh, you know some kind of current jam that's been hand-seeded with uh, goose a quills, goose quill. <laughs> <laughs> the best we can hope for is a cherry <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the very best we can do. Um,
0: no, but actually, I'm I'm actually excited about the cherry on this because I feel like that yeah, that rich earthiness, but also the acidity will will uh, will help.
1: I'm stoked to eat it.
0: All right, let's make one.
1: Okay, let's go shopping and hit the kitchen.
0: Prosciutto. Yes. Nice.
1: They're perfect. I'm gonna season them with lots of Aleppo pepper, which is a mild chili flake, so I can use a lot of it. Hmm. So we're going to do sour cherry jam, Open the nuts, and while you're working on nuts, I'm going to get the brioche in the oven. Okay. It toasts so fast. I'm going to walk these around outside to cool them off.
0: Okay, Molly is literally waving pieces of toast in the air <laughs> around the yard.
1: <laughs> Why don't you check on the bacon?
0: Oh yeah, how's that bacon doing?
1: I'm ready to assemble when you are.
0: Okay, let's do it.
1: I'm going on to the brioche with the peanut butter.
0: Reinforced to the nth degree. Wow, it's not spreading that well.
1: Yeah, it's pretty admit, chunky. It's pretty, it is
0: pretty <laughs> chunky. It's
1: fine, we'll get there. It just it's a delicate operation, but once we're there, it's gonna be glorious. <laughs> I'm trying to put the jelly on top of the peanut butter, you guys. <laughs> okay, and now. I'm breaking up this very nice, crispy bacon. I'm excited to eat this. Mm-hmm.
0: crust. I feel like I would take a sandwich of this caliber, like on a hike. I feel like it could go Definitely. far places and it could keep me sustained for days, if not weeks.
1: Weeks? Okay, it's not that big. <laughs> I would totally eat this on a hike. It feels like a good cause there's lots of protein and sugar and it's kind of got it all. Okay, I'm excited to take a bite.
0: Kosher dill pickles. I don't think I have come full circle, Extremely but. Sharp it is delicious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cluck shredded.
0: Yeah, no, it's very clucky.
1: And you just don't cluck. Gosh,
0: you don't. I don't cluck.
1: You're not a big clucker. It's, so <laughs> it's a cluck and well. j.
0: No. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> well thanks Dirty. for tuning in to the sandwich universe
1: <laughs> yet again we will see you next time for another Jelly. episode another iconic Squishy american bread. deli sandwich Sesame special thanks strawberry. to our presenting sponsor Cabot creamery Mayonnaise. and to the food 52 podcast network hey and coral lee for putting this show together Mister.
0: my theme music is by jeffrey brodsky
1: And if you're
0: loving the show, we would love if you would like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like
1: and subscribe. Like and subscribe. (laughs) You know.
0: Do the thing. Do the thing and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.